In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, and One in Three, who has the authority to gather us all together in His kingdom of grace. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, when I was in high school, I uh, had this t-shirt that I had found, and uh, this t-shirt on, on the front of it, was, it was this black t-shirt, and on the front of it, it had kind of this, in this grace Victorian script, it said, question authority. And uh, that was the front of the shirt, and on the back of the shirt, there was somebody who was smashing a bottle into the riot shield of a policeman or a soldier. You couldn't quite tell which it was. And, uh, and, and I, I was being raised at the time on bands such as NWA and Rage Against the Machine and Fishbone. And, and so this, this fit where I was in terms of my own personal sort of zeitgeist. And I, I had this, uh, this shirt that, that uh, looked like it was, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a statement. And um, the front of it was, was pretty, pretty short. And so uh, my high school had this policy against what they called concert T-shirts, uh, T-shirts that, were, uh, that, that had the names of bands on them or, or T-shirts that, that sh- were, came from a concert. And so because of this reality, one of my teachers thought that since question authority was so short and pithy and there was sort of this, this aggressive picture on the background, well, this must be a concert T-shirt. And so I got hauled off to the vice principal's office. And so while I was at the vice principal's office, I had to explain to the vice principal, first of all, uh, this is not a concert T-shirt. And second of all, this simple conversation is just proving the point of the T-shirt. Authority is one of those things that we have a a little bit of an interesting relationship with sometimes. And authority is certainly something that is at the center of a lot of our conversations uh, right now in our culture. And into those uh, questions and those conversations about authority, we get dropped sort of out of time, out of context, these four readings that are assigned to us by the lectionary system. This system of readings that, uh, if you look at it through a certain lens, is, is almost centuries old. Uh, if you look through it in other lenses, it's at least 15 years old, the, the specifics of the readings. And, and so we have these readings that, uh, that talk about the things that we're talking about right now. You, you have a, a reading from Genesis in which we're talking about dominion and submission. We have a reading in, uh, in, in the psalm that talks about hierarchy and equality. We have a reading in the Acts reading that switched now that we're out of Easter, switched from being the first reading to being the epistle reading in which Peter is talking to the people of Jerusalem about innocence and culpability. And finally, you have the final word on authority coming from Jesus in the reading from the gospel. And so we we have these readings that seem to be 
out of context, just kind of dropped. No matter what's going on in our world, these things are dropped into our lives because we're reading the Word of God. And because it is the Word of God, it has this quality of not actually being so out of context after all. Because the Word of God always speaks to our context. The Word of God always speaks to who we are and what's going on in our lives because of the power of the Holy Spirit who takes those ancient words and then brings them into our time-bound hearts. And so in these readings, we, we have the, those issues, those issues that we're talking about right now, those issues once more of dominion and submission, those issues of hierarchy and equality, those issues of innocence and culpability, those issues that seem to be present around our dining room tables and in our social media feeds. So what does scripture have to say about all of this? Well, scripture has some very definite things to say in terms of uh, what it is that we are set into. You see, in terms of our dominion and submission, we're told that we are creatures, that we are created by this Holy Trinity, that we are a part of the creation when God spoke it into being, that he spoke our lives into being through speaking Adam and Eve's beings into existence. And yet that we're also set in a, in a place of responsibility, that we're set in a place of responsibility amongst the rest of creation, that we are set over creation, that we are given dominion over creation. And that leads us then into the psalm, the psalm that talks about the hierarchy of all of that, that we are set just a little bit below the heavenly beings, and yet we are set above the rest of creation as human beings together. That there is a sort of hierarchy that we have, and yet that hierarchy attempted to rebel against the holy God that created. And in that we see the death of Jesus, the death that Peter is pointing to, the death that Peter says we are all culpable of, that we have killed Jesus Christ. We have killed the Redeemer. And what is it that we are supposed to do? We read that section of Acts just a little while ago, that we are to repent and notice our own culpability and that no one except for Jesus stands innocent but that we all have fallen short of the glory of God. And yet it, it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there because it, it goes on. It goes on to this, this story from the gospel. This story from the gospel where, where Jesus says that because of his innocent life and death, that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. And now that he has all authority, what does he charge us with as our supreme authority? He charges us to go and to include others into his kingdom of grace, to baptize them and to teach them 
to show them that there is an authority that does not hold our sins against us. Which is really good news. Because we all recognize that we have sinned. We all recognize our culpability in issues of race, in issues of injustice, in issues of the ways that we have said that we are going to live our lives. Because so often what we do as human beings is we try to go beyond the created order that God has established for us. We, we begin to see ourselves as God. We begin to idolatrize ourselves. We begin to push God out of the frame so that we can be the only one who is front and center. And when we do that, we start to make decisions that hurt other people. We start to make decisions that neglect other people. We start to make decisions that demean other people. We start to make decisions that kill other people. And so God reestablishes that order in our forgiveness. He reestablishes the order by telling us that we must repent. We must bring him back into the frame. We must bring him back into the frame of our racial tensions. We must bring him back into the frame of our governmental tensions. We must bring him back into the frame of our lives so that we may once again be set in that right order. And that right order is that we are all under a holy God. But that that holy God has raised himself above us. Not on a throne, but on a cross. And that that holy order that he takes in hierarchy is that he is over us and that we are at his feet, but that those feet are bleeding and bloody from being attached to a cross. And finally there, asphyxiated and dead. And that when we recognize that holy order, that we are beneath that holy God, that then we recognize that we are together with all people. That we are all sinners. That we are all in need of the forgiveness of a holy God who would come and send his son to us, who would come and send his church to us in order to baptize us, in order to teach us to live in a whole new frame that he exists in. And that we have this world in our dominion that we are expected to be responsible. We are expected to go and follow the commands of our Lord, that we are expected to go and baptize and teach, but only within the right understanding and the right frame and the right order that understands that we are only there because of a God who does not leave us simply repenting. but who gives us rest. 
You see, the interesting thing about the Genesis reading is that mankind is the last thing created, and yet not really the last thing created. You see, the last thing that's created in that Genesis reading is this glorious thing called the Sabbath. And if you think about it in this frame, you can think about it as all of this stuff has been created. And then finally, mankind is created and given dominion over all of the things that have been created. But yet there is one thing that retains dominion over man, and that one thing is the Sabbath. It's the rest of God. It's the gospel. And in understanding the rest of God that we are invited into through the suffering and death of Jesus Christ, through the proclamation of the word that happens through the Holy Spirit, that happens because of God the Father who loves us so much that he sent his only son to die for us so that we may be baptized and taught. We are invited into rest. We are invited into innocence. We are invited into rightful responsibility and dominion. We are invited into all that is good. Not because we earned it, but because it has been given to us by a God who keeps himself in the frame. So now may you recognize that holy order of God. May you recognize that you are underneath him and that you are together with all human beings, regardless of race or ideology. And may that impact you so much that you begin to take responsibility and begin to reconcile with the people in this world, understanding that you have been reconciled with God. Amen.